Hey there, and welcome to this week's episode of Bite-Sized Cybercrime, the podcast where we discuss cybercrime, how it happens, and how to stop it. Today we're going to be discussing a story that I think really highlights the power of phishing, or tricking people into handing over sensitive information in some form. Your networks can be as secure as possible, but humans are the weakest link, and if someone is allowed to be on the network and that someone is compromised, then much of your network security is now ineffective. And who would keep their networks more secure than a networking company? Cisco is a major networking company. They are to network devices what Apple is to cell phones in a lot of ways especially in the ways of making their own unique stuff that only works with their devices, but mostly in their popularity. Cisco, like Apple, has its competitors, of course, but in their specific market space, they dominate. On May 24th, 2022, Cisco Talos, which is a world-class cyber intelligence team, became aware of a potential compromise and worked with the Cisco Security Incident Response Team quietly to figure out exactly what happened, what was stolen, and how they went wrong. Despite how much of a hard time I usually give corporations for being dumb with their security, security incidents are honestly pretty common, usually not that big of a deal, and are just failed attempts. Many security incidents you never end up hearing about, and that's a good thing. So if this happened at the end of May and was all cleared up and it's all good and sunshine and roses, why am I talking about it today? We'll get back to that. But first, some background. A ransomware gang called Yan Lo Wang, I apologize if that's pronounced incorrectly, I tried to look up the pronunciation and couldn't find very much, was responsible for the attack. But how? One employee for Cisco had a personal Google account, as many of us do. This account was linked to their Google Chrome web browser, which I'm sure many of you use. I personally prefer Firefox, but that's not the point. Chrome and Firefox both have this amazing feature that syncs your password to your web browser across all devices. Well, in this case, that feature was most certainly not amazing. The Cisco employee likely had a weak password for their email account, which, by the way, should have the strongest password, which of course is their Google account, which when logged into Chrome, syncs passwords right to the hacker's computer. Just knowing the password wouldn't get the hackers in the account though, the employee had two-factor authentication enabled. Two-factor authentication is a type of authentication, or proving your identity, that involves two distinct factors. There are a few types of authentication factors, but the most common ones you will run into are something you know, a password, or something you have, which can be a smart card, a temporary code, or your cell phone. Nowadays, the popularity of something you are, or a biometric factor, such as a fingerprint scan, is becoming common as well. In order for something to count as two-factor authentication, the factors need to be different. A username and a password are both something you know, so that's just one-factor authentication. And something like an iris scan and a fingerprint are both also only one-factor authentication because they're both something you are. The most common form of two-factor authentication nowadays is probably a password and a temporary code, something you know and something you have. Most of the time, these codes are sent to you via a text message. However, I would actually recommend against that, and if possible, use an Authenticator app instead. A text message is more vulnerable to being compromised than just using an Authenticator app. Plus, Authenticator apps can have really nice features, such as instead of having to enter a code, they might make you just accept a push notification. And this is what the Cisco employee had it set to. So if the Cisco employee had this reliable form of two-factor authentication known to be secure, how did the account get compromised? Well, a classic phishing attack. The hackers actually called the employee, pretending to be an unspecified trusted entity, unspecified to us, not the employee, and managed to convince the employee to accept the push notification, allowing them into the Google account. 
This would be kind of like the help desk department at your work calling you and saying, hey, we're sending a notification to your phone. Can you please hit accept? And then you're simply accepting the notification. The IT people at your work should never do this as they have no reason to be in your account. Even if they accidentally reset your password, they'll just ask you to make a new one. Now, the hackers also tried a previous method before, known as MFA exhaustion. This is just sending a flood of MFA requests, hoping that the victim will simply accept one just to make them stop. As annoying as it may be, if you did not make the request, you should not accept it, because that means someone else is making it for you, and that is never going to be a good thing. Once the two-factor authentication notification was accepted, so were the hackers into the company VPN, where they gained a foothold into the corporate network. Once inside, the Yanlo Wang hackers were able to move to the Citrix network from the Cisco network as the two worked together. Citrix is a cloud computing and virtualization company. They provide cloud services such as storage and virtual machines to other companies. Citrix was compromised. Many servers were accessed by hackers and even domain controllers were accessed. Domain controllers are servers that control network domains, everything about them, including access to the domain. When in the domain controllers, they gather information on the network and the systems using it using enumeration tools, and they even installed a backdoor into many devices. A backdoor is a vulnerability intentionally placed by a hacker to gain access to a system in the future. This backdoor would let them back in if Cisco found out they were in there and kicked them out. Thankfully, this did not succeed, and Cisco discovered them on May 24th and kicked them out. Despite the backdoor and many, many attempts to regain access, they were permanently locked out. Again, this happened in May, so why am I bringing it up today? On August 10th, 2022, the Yanlo Wang group posted a partial list of files that were stolen from Cisco. The hackers claimed that it was 2.75 gigabytes of information that they took. Honestly, that sounds really underwhelming, especially because I have a seven-page PDF open right now that is twice that size, but the group claims this is 3,100 files, most of which being data dumps, NDAs, and some engineering drawings. Apart from the partial screenshots of the files, the group also sent Bleeping Computer, one of my sources, an NDA document as proof of the breach and of them actually having the files. As of the day I'm recording this, which is August 12th, 2022, none of the files were actually leaked to the public. Although, since one was already sent to Bleeping Computer, there's a good chance of that happening. Or of the ransomware gang demanding Cisco pay a ransom to not have the files leaked. Speaking of which, was Cisco hit by ransomware? Well. No, they were not, but Cisco believes they were setting up for a ransomware deployment and then got knocked off guard when Cisco caught them snooping around their network and kicked them out. Cisco also claims that the files taken were not sensitive information about themselves, their projects, or their clients, and that no network equipment for any clients was compromised either, which would be quite terrifying because of how widespread Cisco is. Cisco responded to this incident by resetting the password of every employee immediately when they found out about the incident and they created antivirus signatures to prevent other potential victims from having the same backdoor implemented into their networks as well. If you have two-factor authentication enabled and someone asks you to give them a code or accept a notification that you explicitly did not make a sign-in request for, never do it. And if you're flooded by 2FA requests, don't accept them just to make them stop. Change your password right away to one that you've never used and one that is long and complex. Thanks to Talos Intelligence for the report on the security incident, as well as Bleeping Computer, Threat Post, and Security Affairs for reporting on the matter. And of course, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite Sized Cybercrime, and until next time, don't accept random 2FA requests and stay secure!